Shalom. Welcome to another episode of Inspiration from Zion. I'm Jonathan Feldstein, and I have the privilege of being your host, coming to you from the Judean mountains here in Israel. I like to refer to it as the original Bible Belt. Inspiration from Zion is a program of the Genesis 123 Foundation, whose mission is to build bridges between Jews and Christians and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. I pray that you will find this, all of those. Through this program, we are excited to connect you to people and stories in and relating to Israel to give you a window to look through, experiencing aspects of life here that you might not otherwise know about. We want this to be interactive, so please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com and send along any questions and any comments about any topic, anytime. Or you can reach us at genesis123.co or follow and like Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay tuned until the end of the show, where we're also going to share some exciting news and opportunities. And please feel free to share this with people who you know who will also find it of interest. You know, when as a podcast host, I often get to interview and have conversations with a wide range of interesting people, some of whom I've never met before. But sometimes I have the real distinct pleasure of introducing and having a conversation with a good friend. And this is one of those times. I'm really excited to introduce you to my friend, Julie Cerrone, and and hear her heart about why Israel is so significant to Christians and why it should be. Okay, so Julie... Um, first of all, this is really amazing to have you here in person. It's very rare that I get to do these conversations face to face. It's usually by Zoom. So I'm really excited for that. And, and, uh, at the tail end of your long trip to Israel and before I'm taking off to the States and we'll catch up with you in Dallas. But tell everybody before we get into the, su- the subject about why is Israel significant to Christians a little bit about yourself, you, your background. Um, specifically, I mean, you're, you're working with Pastor Terry Pearson at uh, Kenneth Copeland. I'd love to know, I'd love to know more, but I want our listeners to have that background before we get into this topic. Great. Thank you. Um, so my name is Julie Cerrone, and I am working uh, for Kenneth Copeland Ministries and Pastor Terry Copeland Pearson's um, as their Israel liaison. Um, kind of my job is to... Um, connect with and build bridges with Jews in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, but then also in Israel. Uh, Another one of my uh, responsibilities is I am like kind of their their tour person. I'm always over here visiting places and thinking about, you know, upcoming tours that we would do for KCM, whether it's a first-time tour um, I'm working on a track to uh, to create tours for for people who've been to Israel before, but want to come back and they want to have more contact with the people in the land. And then in addition to that, uh, one of my greatest privileges is I also um, work with Pastor Terry to oversee the benevolent funds or the, the, the financial support that Kenneth Copeland Ministries does in Israel. So in 20. Uh, 15, um, Pastor Terry hired me to, to do this. And probably we started, you know, um, supporting things in Israel, um, such as like hospitals, elderly centers, um, at-risk youth, uh, children's homes, uh, things like this. And, you know, Pastor Terry said, you know, I feel like there is something specific that we're supposed to be connected to in Israel. Like there's so many wonderful things to be involved with in Israel. Really? Like I feel a very privileged that I feel like I've met like the cream of the crop of, you know, Israelis. And I've seen amazing things with my own eyes that, that people are doing in Israel. But the sense was there's a place where fing- the, the finger of God is for us. And what is that for us to be doing? And so, um, you know, she asked me to just kind of spend time over here, uh, figuring that out and connecting with people and, and, and finding, um, you know, the direction of the, the things that we're supposed to be doing. So I have two questions that, that come out of that. First of all, is in two, how did you and Pastor Terry connect that she hired you in 2015? Where were you? What were you doing before that? 
So we went, we, our family came on our first Israel tour in 2008. Uh, my daughter was 11 and my son was eight. And it's a whole story about how we got here or how we got on that trip. Uh, it was a, it was a faith project. And uh, the short story is that um, God provided an inheritance from my husband's grandmother, like three days before the trip. Wow. And so we, uh, packed our, well, I already had my bags packed because (laughs) I was believing that God was going to do something miraculous and he did. And so we came to Israel and we really were like, you know, the scripture says like, we were like those who dreamed Mm. our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with joyful singing because it was a dream just to be here. And on that trip, my husband uh, met a woman on the, uh, the bus with us who uh, ended up, we ended up getting in conversation and ended up hiring him. We, at the time we were living in Madison, Wisconsin, and we came on this Israel trip. We met a couple from Fort Worth, Texas. And within five weeks of the Israel trip, they had offered him a job. And we then moved our whole family from Wisconsin to Texas. And at that time, um, on that trip, we had um, we had gotten to know Renan Levy, who was running Covenant Tours. Okay. And he, you know, has he's done a lot in Israel. He was a advisor to Ariel Sharon, Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, and also had a charity, uh, Israel Layad. And uh, about 2010, our families had gotten close. Uh, we had spent, Ethan and I, my husband and I had spent some time with Ronnie and his wife and family. And he asked me to help him start doing tours in 2010, to start bringing Christian pastors to Israel and um, bringing pastors who maybe wouldn't have come on their own or didn't really know how to move forward doing that. So I started creating itineraries and traveling with pet, you know, the groups from the States to Israel and creating this uh, experience for them in Israel and and then in the course of that spending time over here just getting really more familiar with the people the land the government and so in 2015 I think Pastor Terry um, realized that she wanted to hire someone uh, that was designated for Israel and she knew um, we had become friends uh through uh, her daughter and her granddaughters and just like family stuff. And so she heard my heart and, um, and understood that I was a little Israel crazy (laughs) and asked me to, to start working. Got it. That's cool. All right. Now I I, I wanted to speak more generically, but also the second thing that you triggered something that we were just talking about before we started recording is my big, I don't, I, I think pet peeve is not strong enough, but my, my, I'll, I'll say hatred of how so many Christians are objectified, not just by Jewish and Israeli organizations, but Christian ministries as well as a faith-based ATM where people just try to get money out. And you're here and you're here a lot and, and you've been representing, um, Kenneth Copeland ministries and specifically working with Pastor Terry on this substantially. I know that you're exposed to many, many great things and have, um, have, uh, I, I guess weeded out or separated the, the, the sheep from the, what's it called? The sheep from the goats? No, no, not the sheep <laughs> from the goats. The, the wheat, the wheat from the, wheat the, shaft. From the shaft. Yeah. Yes. So, but you, I'm sure we've never spoken about this. How, you must have come along with some people, some people who, yeah, you probably would have liked to just not have met or had anything to do with and maybe even made some learning mistakes along the way without pointing any fingers at anybody. That's not my objective. For an average Christian person living listening to this, who loves Israel, who wants to help, what would be your guidance as to how people can bless Israel on a monetary basis intelligently, making a good impact and not getting... Um, Uh, taken advantage of well first i would say that um you know like 
meeting people or or getting connected with people doing various projects i don't think that's specific to jews or i I think you'll see it yes in christian ministries as well as jewish ministries like some people you just naturally connect with yeah and some people like for me here in the land um it's one of the it's one of the things that i think is hugely important about what kenneth copeland ministries is doing here is they give me the time and the latitude to build relationships and to get to know the people on the ground and to know uh, from Israelis who's, who's really doing the work and who's, who are, you know, really uh, causing Bible prophecy to come to pass. And so one thing, I guess for me, it's like, I look at the fruits of, you know, like what's the outcome of, of what these people are working on. How effective is it? Is it impacting, um, it, is it impacting uh, Israel in a positive way? Is it, is it opening the eyes of uh, Christians? Yeah. Um, is, it, is it something where you can tangibly see that the money that they're collecting is producing something on the other side? So, um, you know, I would say, for people who who because I think Christians inherently know we're supposed to bless Israel and the Jewish people, but for sure, some Christians um, the only um, access to doing that is something that they see on TV. Yes, and um, it evokes some sort of emotion. Correct, and they don't know anything about it. But Correct. Now, this this is my personal my personal belief on that is that um, I believe that. Christians who give money with the right heart, um, like their motives are pure. Yes. Even if they, it winds up someplace and it's not as effective. um, God still, God looks on the heart. God knows what they're doing. God's the master accountant. Correct. and And can, you know, we believe in, you know, you reap what you sow. And that, like, if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. And so, um, I, you know, for because it's my job, I do my due diligence for Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and you know, really strive to connect us with the highest um, level of integrity. Yeah. And you know, I, I guess I I see that in just uh, part of that is in in my relationship building. It's like. I know with Christians and with Jews, it's like you meet people and it's like, um, like when I, I'll just use you for, for an example, when we met and had our connection, I could tell that you were genuinely interested wow. in getting to know me. What do I do? My family, you ask about my daughter who lives here and, um, and what are you seeing? And like, th- like the, it wasn't just like you had an agenda and okay. you know, because you meet people, whether they're Christians or Jews or whoever Correct. they are heathens. And you can tell people have an agenda and, and they're just about, you know, like what they're trying to do. Those people are less interesting to me because my heart is, and, and I, I guess this is one of the things that probably most connected you and I in the beginning is that I, if I have a life verse, it's Isaiah fifty-eight twelve, which is to be a repair of the breach that exists between Christians and Jews. And I know that you, you have that same passion, but from the other side. And when you say it, it makes my heart rate go up because it's so, it's so profound. It's so important. And I, you know, I have to say that the breach that exists between Christians and Jews largely falls on the doorstep of the Christians because of the horrific things that were done to Jews under the sign of the cross. I mean, honestly, um, for all for all the horrible history jews today would have every right to be like you know what (laughs) don't really care what the christians are doing they've caused us enough trouble in the past we're just going to stay in our lane and so when i meet someone like you who um is has a heart for christians and to see that uh to sort of extend your hand across the aisle and to be part of a, a conversation and a dialogue with people who uh, don't have a, you know, don't have a great history. I marvel at it, really. Yeah. It's, 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 um, 
I love it. I'm glad that there are people like you because um, you have uh, probably also had some really crazy <laughs> interactions with Christians who don't know how to interact with Jews. I've had lots of crazy interactions, but like you said, honestly, like you said, in terms of people giving, even if it goes to someone that doesn't have the integrity that we would want it, want to, to have, or that you and I would give to, um, I also know, and I believe that in most cases where I'm interacting with people and having these, some really crazy experiences that it's coming from a good place. Right. And that's taught me a lot. It's helped me a great deal um on on that level and um no but it's funny i just wanted to say and then uh kind of pivot more back to you but i i I'm, it, it means a lot to me to hear you echo how i feel what you say about me vis-a-vis you because not only do i cherish our relationship but it, it, it's it's so significant to me it's not just that we happen to meet i can go back exactly and stand within five feet of where it was. It was that profound a moment where we, where we actually met in Orlando outside the corner ballrooms with, with our mutual friend, Pastor Stephen Corey there. And I'm um, that never forget that. So that it, it is like a, a God thing that's sort of emblazoned in my heart or, or brand, you're from Texas branding is probably <laughs> better. Um, I recently just on that point of the repairing of the breach. I recently had a Jewish friend who knows um, my heart towards repairing that breach. And he said to me, he said, you know, there's a couple of ways of looking at that repairing the breach. He said, he said, Julie, I think you've always looked at it. Like you need to bring the Christians shoop, like across that, you know, bring them all across the bridge um, over to the Jewish community to repair the breach. And he said, what if there are, Christians and Jews who are working on both sides of that breach yes. and are finding a way to like, to create a new, something new between Christians and Jews, something um, that I, I, I don't know if you can always wipe out the, the sins of the past, but for sure create a new future and a new dialogue and a new place of common ground and understanding yep. to do really, really wonderful things together. We can, we can, and we are. And, and I just had a conversation with a Christian publisher about that yesterday. And one of the things from my end, it's not just me reaching out and embracing my Christian friends like you back, but, but also to, I'll, I'll use the word deliberately witness to, to my Jewish friends because we come with all that baggage and we can't undo it, but we're not there now, right? And and so what's happening now, I believe that Jews need to understand, not to leave the back, past is the past and, 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 and that happened, but that, that doesn't mean that we have to be um, enslaved by that and, and we're not. And so I get all kinds, t- about to embark on a long trip throughout the U.S., my, my Jewish friends look at me and will see my Facebook posts and they kind of look at me, I say, with three raised eyebrows, what are you doing? But it breaks down their barriers and stereotypes. So it's really, really important. I want to take just a moment to remind you not to miss out on winning a free book about Israel from Jonathan's bookshelf. Just follow Inspiration from Zion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and share the link to this program. Each time you share this, you'll be entered into our monthly drawing to receive an important book from my own collection that you're going to want to have for your own library. At what point did you realize that Israel was significant? That 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 this was, you said when you were waiting for this in 2008, right? Mm-hmm. That you were you packed, ready to go, all faith. And I have a vision of the, the Jewish people packed, ready to go, leaving <laughs> Egypt, just waiting for the for the go sign. But where did you where did that come up with you in your spiritual journey? So in 2004, um, my husband and I went to uh, Billy Brim, B I L L Y E Brim. Sometimes people think I'm saying Billy Graham, oh. but it's Billy Brim. Um, she is a, um, a woman who has a ministry in Branson, Missouri. And we went to her her prayer conference. She um, is a woman of prayer. She teaches um, on, you know, like eschatology, like the watching Bible prophecy. 
And she um, spoke a lot about Israel. She was taking tours to Israel. And she said, you know, like a lot of Christian tours will promise you they won't take you to the to Judea and Samaria, which you know the world calls it the West Bank, but right. they promise you they won't take you across the green line. And you'll go, you know, a lot of tours just go um to Christian sites and you know they they see the the Jesus sites and the churches and they stay in their own little group and they never meet any flesh and blood Jews. She said, we promise you we we will do something completely different than that. And so for me it was like at that in 2004, when I heard her speak about what God is doing with the Jews, she taught on um, God's covenant with the Jewish people, that it's an everlasting covenant, that um, he promised them the land. And she just, she really unpacked the Bible for me in a way that woke something up on the inside of me um, where, um, where Israel's concerned. And so I told my husband when we left there, I said, I want to go to Israel and I want to go with her. And he said, okay, Julie, well, if you can pray and believe God for the money, we'll go. Okay. I'm like, okay, great. Okay. That's, that sounds so like a good equation. At the time it was $16,000. Ouch. And um, I, uh, I, so I was watching 2004. Um, there was um, uh, a trip in 2005. And I was, I was watching these trips sort of come and go like, like, you know, waiting for them. I don't know, just asking God for the money. But finally it it occurred to me that faith has a corresponding action. So if I really believe that God's going to make a way for us to go to Israel, I'm going to need a passport. So I got us all four passports in 2005 and, and just started, you know, like, learning about Israel, reading about it, praying for Israel. We, we on purpose took some money and put it into uh, a project in Israel um, because we felt like, um, you know, like we reap what we sow. We're, we're believing for money to go to Israel. So let's put some, let's put a, a seed into Israel and, and believe that God, you know, was going to prosper that. So 2006, I'm watching these things go by. And I'm getting a little bit Israel crazy. And 2007, and in 2007, Billy announced that she had a trip in the spring of 2008. I told my parents about it. They said, great, we're going to go. They signed up. And I was beside myself because I was like, no, they can't go without us. Like, what are we going to do? Well, by this point, it had gotten so big in my heart that I told the Lord, look, either you send us to Israel or you have to take this off of me. Wow. Like I... I can't think of anything other than Israel at this point. And so either do something with this or like, or let me off this ride. And I said, as long as I feel the way that I feel, I, I refuse to watch another trip go by. I will go down with this ship. Like I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. So we told the kids school that we were going to Israel and we told them we needed vacation. We told our jobs, we needed vacation as far as everybody in our world knew, we had tickets and we were going to Israel. We were the only ones that knew we didn't have the money to go. Wow. But I, I, it was like, it was like almost like I was in this place with God where I was gauging the level of intensity of what he was doing in my heart. And I knew that I didn't start the fire. Ah, so that's what I wanted to ask you because you hadn't been to Israel yet. Did you know, did you know, do you have a relationship with Jewish people? Where did this come from? I, I actually was in Israel in college for three weeks for a Bible class, but hadn't, that was 1990. This is now 2004, 2000 through 2008. Um, No, I mean, we, other than hearing um, uh, Renan Levy uh, speak at Billy's conferences and, you know, and talk about the Israel trips. Um, I didn't know any Jews, like literally, well, obviously I went to a secular high school okay. in Wisconsin. I look back now and I know that I went to school with a bunch of Jews, Yeah, not keep wearing, um, religious Jews, but, but I didn't differentiate them in my life in as Jews. Like, Were you a Christian then? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so didn't really know any Jews, but just knew that, um, had to get to Israel. I don't, I don't know any other way to explain it. 
So we missed all the deadlines of that trip. And it was getting closer and closer. And my husband was panicking a little bit. I think he thought, oh my goodness, if we don't go, Julie's going to be a hot mess. And what am I going to do with her? And my daughter came home from school one day and she said, mom, the whole class prayed for our trip to Israel. And I was like, oh, and Dylan, you know, my did your kids know that you weren't, you didn't have tickets yet? They knew we were believing God for the money because my son would come home from school and he'd run to the mailbox and he'd open up the mailbox (laughs) and look to see if there was money in there. And at this point I was like, oh God, am I wrecking my children with this faith project? Like what? Wow. And so I would cry out to the Lord and when I would get quiet, it was like, I had this knowing of like, keep going, you're going, you're going. Yeah. So uh, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it's now like a week to 10 days before the trip. And I'm going, I went shopping and bought the kids clothes and I packed our suitcases a week before. Oh my. And you know, it was, you know, when I look back on it now, it's pretty, it's pretty radical. It's, it's, it's crazy, but I, I just knew that God is no respecter of persons. And if, and if he'll do something miraculous, if you see that he does something miraculous in the Bible for someone else, Uh, right. He'll do it for you. Right. And so I just had this like really simple faith that he had started this. He had started this project with me and I wasn't going to be the one that got off. The, oh, be nice. the one that stepped off. If someone was, you know, like if, if we didn't go to Israel, I told the Lord, look, well, then I'm just going to tell people that you're not the God of the Bible. Like, I don't know what to say. And so, um, so anyway, two days before the trip, I come home and my husband looks at me with this strange look <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy the tickets. I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, I just got a call from my dad. We got, I got an inheritance from my grandmother and she had died like a year and a half before. We didn't even know there was an inheritance coming. If there was something coming, I think he thought it was going to be in stocks or something, but he said $21,000 showed up in our bank account. Wow. And so at this point, the kids are running wild through the house. (laughs) Oops. We're good. The kids are running wild through the house. And um, I then have the thought, can we still sign up? Can we still go? So I emailed um, the the people at the Libra Ministries. They sent me on to Renan Levy directly yeah. because he was running the tour from Israel. He emailed me and he said, are you serious? <laughs> he said, if you're serious, this is the last day you could sign up. And we have four slots left. Oh my. He said, if you can get yourselves to Israel, you can join. So oh we bought tickets. We flew and Amazing. it changed our lives. Amazing. So, so then you didn't have the experience, the relationships, the understanding of Israel, but you knew you needed to be here. And, and it's like, you've gone on a crash course more than, I mean, more than that. It's been a, a huge part of your life since then. But unlike some people that I've spoken to Christians who just have that passion, but have not even been here yet. Mm-hmm you know Israel very intimately and Israelis like me and what having that experience, having that um, awareness of life here, you know, just looking out the window here um, at the busy city streets in Jerusalem and hearing the train go by once in a while, what scripture comes to mind? Well, um, I think about probably like Amos nine, where it talks about that God's going to bring, you know, there's in the Bible, it talks about the, the two scatterings. Right. And that after that, there's the ingathering of the exiles, right. you know, it's like, sometimes I think people forget the fact that the reason that the Jews are all over the world, Oh, Jews do love to travel, but <laughs> that, that they were forced out. Correct. And so now we're in this time of, you know, in 1948, Israel becoming a nation again, in 1967, getting Jerusalem back, and that you see Bible prophecy being fulfilled, and you see the exiles coming back. So it makes me think about the scriptures in Isaiah of, um, you know, that the nations will carry your young on their shoulders, and that they will be bringing 
um, the Jews, helping to bring the Jews back from the other nations, but also like in the book of Amos, where it talks about, um, you know, you will no more be plucked up out of your land and you'll see um, the old men in the city streets and children playing. Yep. And like, it is so powerful to be in the old city, the Jewish quarter. And you see these little Jewish kids and they're coming back and forth from school and they're all by themselves and completely safe. Right. And they're, they're literally, you know, Bible prophecy in front of your eyes. Right. I think of that often when I look out the window at my, uh, at the, at the park across the, across the street from my house, because there's just kids playing mm-hmm. and it's not, and little kids who walk home from school and, and take buses home from, which I don't, I mean, it's been almost 20 years since I lived in America, but I don't think I would have let my kids do that. Right. Oh, no, absolutely not. I'm and not even in a suburban area where you live. <laughs> For sure not. It's much, you know, people have that misconception about Israel. It's much safer to live in Israel than than in many cities in America. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's, you know, Lily, my daughter who I'm staying with, uh, she lives city center Jerusalem. And most of the time we're, we're walking places at night. Yeah. You know, we're out, you know, in the dark and walking and I don't ever feel unsafe. Right. Me too. I want to pause in the conversation for just a moment to invite you to join us in one of the really incredible programs that we do as part of the Genesis 123 Foundation. This year, we have been going out all throughout the Judean mountains to show love to soldiers who are stationed keeping us safe from the threat of terrorism. It doesn't matter if we're in a burning heat wave or temperatures below freezing before the wind chill. They are out there guarding strategic points that have a high risk of terrorism. And thanks to the support of many people like you, we are pleased to bring them homemade hot soup in the cold of winter and cold drinks and sweet watermelon in the heat of summer. Any donation is meaningful and helps us to bless the soldiers. You can join us and donate at genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. That's genesis123.co slash bless a soldier. And when you do, you also have the opportunity to send along your own personal words of thanks and blessings to the soldiers guarding the land and protecting the people. Please join us. So people are listening now and you're really stirring their heart. And a lot of them probably haven't been to Israel and now it's March and March miraculously, we no longer have (laughs) vaccination requirements to come to Israel. And so God willing, people are going to be coming back and we'll build up this year and next year and return to the levels of tourism. I get annoyed at tourism professionals who speak about how that benefits Israel. Of course it does. But I want to speak up for a minute and want to hear your heart to talk to the people listening about how that's going to benefit them. Mm. So that first trip that I was here and I was riding the bus around Israel, um, I remember looking out the window and weeping. And it was like, I just had this awareness that God was doing something in my heart and he was knitting the people of Israel, the land and the people in my heart. And he was um, open, just like he, it was like he opened up my heart and dropped this love for his people and his land um, in my heart in a way that I didn't see coming. But I, I have come to realize that there's something so special about Christians coming to Israel um, because, you know, for us, you know, Jesus was born here. His ministry was here. Uh, and his crucifixion was here. Yep. And so it's almost like when you come, it's like he's, he, he gets excited about, God gets excited about the fact that we're coming to his hometown. You know, like when you love, wow, someone, that's cool. When you love someone, wow, that's really you're profound. like, oh, I want to take you home and I want to show you where I grew up and I want to show you the people that I love. And I really believe that that's God's wow. heart for the Christians, even with the Jews, because I think a lot of Christians forget. Jesus was a Jew, right? What does that mean? It means that he went to synagogue. It means that he he worshiped at the temple. I mean, we we could walk there in that 12 minutes to where the temple stood. And he had the privilege of, of worshiping and preaching there. Amazing. Right. And so for us, 
when I sit down with a flesh and blood Jew, especially uh, a religious Jew um, who honors and keeps the Torah and, you know, like, mm. like is, is doing the things that, that Jesus would have done in a way it's like, it's opening my eyes to who Jesus re- who Jesus really was. I mean, unfortunately in the church, we have this Western idea of that, like, you know, like Mary and Joseph were the first Christians and right. that, you right. know, Jesus was a Christian and, and like, we have a hard time connecting to, to the Jewish roots of our faith. Correct. And that is one huge blessing and benefit from coming here and being able to experience that. And I think also uh, for me, um, sitting with uh, my Jewish friends here and hearing their love for Hashem, for the Bible, for the word, for, um, for living um, life in the, like a moral, uh, a moral way for them and their families, but also um, the the view that Jews have about doing good to the world. Um, there's so much that Christians can learn from Jews. Yes. And I see it um, almost like a, such a devilish plot <laughs> that has separated us all these years yep. because um, I think we're better together. And in so many ways we are. And in so many ways, and I say this, I say this among friends, so I'm speaking to you albeit the fact that thousands of people or more may listen to this. But I always feel pain that part of the breach that we're repairing is the hijacking of Christianity from its Jewish roots. Oh, and, and to really understand that, to, under, to, to it's, it's hard to find places specifically here where you feel, where, where you know, there's a, often a tagline um, on many Christian tours, come, you know, walk in the land, walk where Jesus walked. Okay, there are places. And we can go to some of them, but it's a very modern country and it's hard to really put, plant your vision, rewind 2000 years ago and imagine Jesus really, truly walking in any, in any particular places. There are a few, um, but beyond that, there's so much of, of Judaism that, and, and I love that. That's one of the things it's not, I'm not trying to change anybody, but I think it just adds understanding the Jewish roots of Christianity adds so much dimension. Too. So when I travel, I always do Shabbat in hotels with Christian friends just to give an experience of, you know, what. and certainly we talked about this uh, last time we were together, I think, how when, when friends are here, invite people to my home for Shabbat. So yeah, that's, that's important. Were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say that <laughs> it's, it's important. It's so important that there are Jews like yourself <laughs> that are not easily offended and who can handle the, the, the weird questions from Christians who are trying to figure it out and trying to figure out who you are, you know? <laughs> but it's hard. And by the way, it's really, really hard just on a uh, theological slash sociolo- sociological basis to figure out who I am because you have to understand some rudimentary things about Judaism. So that's really important too. But yeah, it, it is. And I... It's not on a daily basis, but on a regular basis, I engage in those conversations. I think in our scriptures, in uh, like Romans 11, you know, Paul says, don't be so conceited Mm. about uh, the mystery of Israel. And that as Christians, um, I'm, you know, and as a Christian who spends a lot of time over here, I do tend to get protective of my Jewish friends. Right. Um, And, you know, I, I do think it's conceded for Christians to roll off a tour bus and never having met a Jew in their life and immediately think, Oh, I'm going to thump them over the head with the Bible. And, you know, like I'm going to tell them a thing or two. It's just, it's so disrespectful. It's not a way to build relationships. And I believe that God's called us to love Israel and support Israel And that, you know, the Jews have a covenant with God and it's an everlasting covenant. And if he didn't keep his word to the Jews, then what good is is his word to us? That's correct. And so we have to trust um, that, you know, that God 
is working with the Jews. God's working with the church. Right. And that um, he is, you know, for me, it's super obvious that he's working to bring Christians and Jews together. Right. And how amazing it is that you and I have the privilege of being part of that. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, I just, I, 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 you know, you are very um, gracious and conscientious towards Christians that you meet. And I believe that, you know, part of the heart that God gave me is this, just this deep love for the Jews um, in Israel. And I'm not just talking about um, religious Jews. I mean, like, obviously the the Jewish population that I connect the most with on, on all levels is the Orthodox Jewish population. Right. Now, um, the, the ultra, ultra Orthodox, I don't think they'd be so excited to sit down and have a conversation with me. But I think um, also, you know, Lily's uh, time in college here and getting connected to um, a very a much more, I don't want to use the word secular, because even secular Jews at the heart and core are, there. There, there's so much and so much connected to their Judaism, yes. but various levels of um, um, observance and, um, and relig- you know, how religious they are. I love them too. You of course, know, like I, sure. I, I love spending time with them and I sure. love um, just being, being a redemptive voice um, for Christians in the, in the world. Like, I've literally sat with Jews in Israel who have never met a Christian before correct, or have never met a Christian who wasn't anti-Semitic and, oh, wow. and ugly towards them. And so to get to have the privilege to, to be, um, to, to show the love of God to a people that has been horribly treated and to tell them that we love them, we support them that, you know, we believe right. that this is their land. It's, I, it's one of my favorite things on the planet. So you, a lot of what you're, you're privileged and, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to um, speak to you because you have these relationships. And what I wanted to ask you was if you were, if you had a busload of people landing at the airport tomorrow, what would be the three must do things that they have to see or experience Christians. Um, well, uh, I would say for Christians, if you've never been to Israel, yes, it's important to take Christians to the Galilee um, to to see the the you know where the ministry of Jesus occurred. That's an absolute like to to be on the Sea of Galilee and look and see um, you know the cities where you know, the, the, for us, the gospels were written, it's life changing. And then even in, for them in Jerusalem, when you sit, um, in, in the garden of Gethsemane and you can look and you can see that, you know, the temple Mount, um, it, your Bible comes alive to you in a whole new way of understanding where these places were. And you can, you, it brings your faith up. In addition to that, I would say, um, one of the most um, profound things that's uh, that's um, happening in Jerusalem right now is the city of David. Um, it's you know uh, the the place where Jerusalem began, right? It's where King David started, right? And it's where ancient Jerusalem was, correct? And so for people to a- original Jerusalem, yes, yes, right. yes, original Jerusalem was not in uh, the old city of Jerusalem. Right. It didn't exist at the time, um, but the um the archaeology that they're digging up there the things that they're finding every day that are proving the jewish connection to the land uh that you know i i i tell people i think that every time the un passes some stupid resolution saying that the jews don't have a claim to the land that that God in heaven says, okay let me just help this archaeologist like dig up this latest seal of King Hezekiah right. or an inscription from the house of David or something that's going on there that proves that God's word is true, that the Bible is true. It really did happen. And people like King David and King Solomon um, and Jesus were real people that, that lived in this land. And um, so that, 
that that is life changing. And then the third thing for me is taking Jews um, to Judea and Samaria. You know, it's the place that the world calls the West Bank and people get all freaky about it. But a lot of Christians don't understand that when they hear the West Bank, correct, it's the place where all the Bible sites occurred. Oh, all the Bible places, um, you know, you talk about Beersheba, where Abraham was, and Hebron, and Bethlehem, and Jerusalem. And Ephrata, where I live. And, yes, and yeah. Shiloh. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and then what, you know, Shechem, where Abraham um, came into the land. It's, um, it's, it's the thing that helps people. It's so inspiring to go out to Judea and Samaria and you see, okay, you see that some, some of these Jews are Jews that have come back from nations all over the world. Some are Jews that have lived here their whole lives, but they're then, you know, every, the majority of the places in the Bible where it talks about the Jews coming back to the land, then the next thing that God talks about is the settling of the land. Yes. And so you see these courageous pioneering Jewish families who go out to these mountaintops and these hilltops of, of the ancient ruined cities. They're, they're, they're places where Jews used to live and there used to be Jewish communities and it used to be really obvious to the world that it was Jewish land. But they're going out and they're they're putting their stake in the ground and they're in very, very tough conditions, raising their families, um, having sheep and goats and cows and um full disclosure, I'm I live in the West Bank and Judea, <laughs> but we have no sheep or goats or cows. There's still time. <laughs> but you, don't, you haven't met my wife yet. <laughs> And there's, you know, you're seeing um, Bible prophecy fulfilled in vineyards yes. and fruit yep. trees and right. like the scriptures that talk about what it's going to look like. That's true. And you see this land that was hard and stony yes. and swampy Correct. under every other occupant Correct. of it. And then it's like, you know, the, because you can't separate the, the Jewish people from the land it's like once it's almost like I think when the Jews get back in the land, the land just kind of goes, ah, yes, yay, and it starts to bloom and to grow and to flourish. And uh, if you want to, if you as a Christian want to be inspired, I have many places okay. in Judea and Samaria that I would uh, that I would take my Christian friends, and it's it's life changing. Not too bad the bus isn't arriving tomorrow, but soon <laughs> soon enough. In addition to inspiration from Zion, another Genesis 123 Foundation program, Run for Zion, is the first program uniquely for Christians centered around the Jerusalem Marathon, creating meaningful and lasting experiences. We look forward to having you be able to join us in person soon, but now are offering you a way to connect from wherever you are in the world through virtual tours, webinars, and briefings. For information, or to register, please go to runforzion.com. Join Run for Zion and bless Israel with every step. Let, let me just uh, skip ahead. You know, the, it's hard to, it's impossible to separate the Jewish people and the land and the Bible, right? And that God tells us in many ways to, to bless Israel, to be watchmen on the wall. There's a lot of actions that, that he's in, expecting. What does that mean for you on a day-to-day basis? You know, I, I have this like internal, because I feel like God's given me, you know, this, this call to be a repairer of the breach and to sort of stand, be a watchman on the wall. Um, I do have this thing every, every moment of my life where I always feel like um, I want to do more for Israel and the Jewish people. And, and I want to do more and I should do more. I think about, you know, Oscar in the movie Schindler's List yes. where Oscar Schindler at the end, like pulls his ring off. Right. And he's like, I could have saved more. I could have done more. And I do feel this, um, this, this time, this time pressure, this, this need in my own life 
to make sure that I come in the volume of the book that is written of me and that I, that I'm, I'm, I'm doing what God has put me on this earth to do. So there's like me individually, but then also Christians in general, um, you know, Genesis 12 talks about, you know, blessing Israel and you'll be blessed. Um, there, there's a, a call to, for Christians to all throughout Isaiah, like, you know, you talk about the watchman on the walls and never hold your peace. Right. And the need for Christians to one, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I mean, that's biblical. Correct. Um, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and, um, and to pray for the Jewish people to pray for um, God's purposes in the land, to pray for, you know, it says the God of Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. Right. And um, that, that his protection, it's, you guys live in a very dangerous neighborhood. <laughs> you have a lot of enemies. And so, um, you know, I, I actually know little prayer warriors who may never make it to Israel but someday will be recognized in heaven because they, they were watchmen on the wall Yes, and they stood in the gap and they prayed for wisdom for Israel's leaders. They prayed for protection for the IDF on the borders. They prayed for um, heavenly strategies on how to deal with nations like Iran. Um, And so there's, there's the prayer piece. There's also the, I, I can't, I could not believe during the last uh, I don't know what you want to call it with Gaza war. Uh, the, I always call it a battle because in my mind, it's the continuation of the war of independence, which has just not ended yet. <laughs> so the last battle with Gaza, I could not have, I mean, I knew anti-Semitism exists, mm. existed, but I guess maybe I had more faith in, in the, the people of the world. But when you had Jews just because they were wearing a kippah yes. on their head, being beat up in Los Angeles, yes. not they may have they may not be Israelis, they may have never been to Israel in their life, but because of the association that they're Jews, that oh, we see this person and we need to beat them up, you know, that the rabbis and synagogues and you know, just in uh just in the outskirts of where I live, right. there was just this, you know, terrorist who took this rabbi and some of the people hostage in a synagogue. Correct. So as Christians, it's not okay. It's yes, it's important to pray, but we also need to say, you also need to stop it. When you hear people saying just ludicrous, horrific, devilish things about Israel and the Jewish people, it's our job to stand up and stand by the side of our of Israel and our Jewish friends and say, stop it. Yeah. And that's not true. And that is not okay. And, and like, no, just to, to, to stop, to be, um, to be a voice of truth that is also in defense of Israel and the Jewish nation. Um, and then thirdly, um, put your money where your mouth is. Like, you know, it's like, um, it's a the scripture says like, where your treasure is your heart will be there also nice and so yeah you can talk about blah 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 israel blah, blah, blah. but if you haven't figured out a way no and there's many ways to do that correct one you can like we talked earlier you can get connected with a ministry that you know is doing good things and is like you know one of the things that we're on purpose doing at kenneth public ministries is trying to fulfill Bible prophecy. So that's what, you know, when we're, we're helping to bring Jews back to the land, we're, we're actively involved in Aliyah. It's, it's because it's, it's what the Bible says to do. It's also elevating the name of God. Yes. When you're right, when you're helping God bring to pass the things that he's promised in his word that he was going to do. I don't, I don't know what's higher than that. And so, yes, you can, you can get involved in supporting ministries that are doing good work in Israel. But the most life-changing thing that a Christian can do is to come. Yeah. I don't care if you have to save your pennies. My, my honest belief is that if you have a heart to come to Israel and you take it before the Lord and that he will, he will make a way for you. 
He will make a way um, where he may, he's the God that sees ahead and prepares and he makes a way where there isn't a way. And so if that's your heart's desire, um, you know, in uh, I think it's Psalm 20, it talks about God gives us the desires of our heart. And I look at that both ways. One, sometimes I think he puts the desires in our heart. Oh, yeah. But then also he's helping to bring about fulfillment of those fulfillment of those desires. Yeah. And so when I see Christians, like I literally know Christians. I was with a Christian woman who's been to Israel many times. Um, and But because of the lockdowns and Israel not being open, I know there are Christians all over the world who have shed tears. Yeah of just sadness that they can't be here. Correct. And so I believe that God sees people's hearts. God, just God has ways. He has ways of opening doors and making a way if people are sincere. And the to me, the number one way for God to see your sincerity for Israel is what are you doing with your finances? Oh, that's amazing. Um, there's so much what you just said to unpack probably even for a subsequent conversation, but it requires um, people to be knowledgeable. So a shameless plug, people should listen to this podcast <laughs> and share it, but also use this as an opportunity to engage and ask questions because we want to have this, even though it's a conversation between you and I, it's a dialogue from all the emails that we get. That's how we work on the programs. But it's also, it, you just made me think, you know, another another reason that I'm kind of proud of myself sometimes with the program that we initiated in 2018 run for zion mm-hmm. is that it was deli- the price was deliberately kept low in order to get the biggest number of people to come as possible but we also provided subsidies to make the trip right. possibly even free and anyone who wants information can go to runforzion.com about that because now thank god if we're in a place that we can revive run for zion for 2023 then then we're doing that um, Julie, last question. Uh, this this podcast and conversations appeal mostly to Christians. We have a lot of Jews who follow who are curious. What would you say to Jewish people who are listening, who follow, who 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 need to understand? Who, who if they haven't taken it away already from everything that you've said, who need to understand your heart and why the history of the church is not um, um, enslaving us. In, for the for the future, and I, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way about the church, of course, but vis-a-vis the Jews. Right. Um, what do Jews need to hear to underscore that? Well, I think um, I would want Jews to know that there are thousands um, of Christians, um, for sure, in the United States. Actually, millions. Actually, you know, we're connected with Christians United for Israel. Yeah. And I think the latest number of the number of people who have, who have signed up and are a part of Christians United for Israel is 10 million. Yeah. And so that's a huge number Correct. of Christians who like, it's a new day and that they're now not all Christians um, are safe. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell Jews. Um, oh Yeah you know, lay down, you know, you should forget everything of the past. Everybody now moving forward is goodwilled and there's, you know, everybody gets it. Not everybody gets it, but part of, that's part of what, you know, what our, what we're trying to do um, in, we're starting to do some Israel programming on our Victory Channel network is to start educating Christians about Israel and what God says about the people and the land and their covenants and, and who are the Jews of today and what are the good things um, that God is doing in the earth and how are Jews and Christians connecting. Um, so I think that, you know, there's much education to be done where Christians are concerned, but I think there is a huge number of Christians who um, inherently just know we need to love Israel. We need to love the Jewish people. And I would say, you know, for, for Jews, um, you know, I've seen it in the lives of my Jewish friends and I know it's happened to you too, that you've, it's required an amount of grace on your part to like, like the, the, the cultural things between us. Uh, Well, I'll just say this, the number of things that join us and that we have in common is like way 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 supersedes the the little you know like the the piece that that we don't have in correct 
not to dismiss the, the things that are not in common, right. but the, 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 the very, very, very big foundation that we have right. in common is huge. And I actually think that's a, that's a thing that Jews do better than Christians. Jews like debate mm. <laughs> and are, are, are okay with having even, interesting even point. friends who don't believe just how they believe. Correct. And, and so it's like, you know, trying to help Christians um, have space in their hearts for God's people, God's covenant people. Um, and it's okay that you don't think, and you know, like you, you don't aren't exactly like us right? and that you don't, and, and I'm glad you don't think like us. Like I'm constantly um, amazed at the, you know, the Jewish thought, when I'm at a Shabbat dinner or a holiday here and I hear, um, you know, sort of Jews unpacking the Parsha or the... The Parsha is the Torah portion. The Torah portion (laughs) of the week. And they're they're reading this, you know, all the scriptures we have in common and what you guys take out of it. Yes. That we are, I'm always like, oh, right. (laughs) I wouldn't have thought of that. And that's really interesting. And so... Um, and, and the same back, I've had conversations with my Jewish friends and they hear like my take on it or, you know, like sort of, of, of how I conceptualize things. And they say, oh, wow, that's, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about right. it that way. Right. And so, uh, you know, I guess my message is it's going to take brave, <laughs> brave Jews and Christians on both sides that are willing to love each other and to be open to dialogue without pressure. I don't need you to change. You don't need me to change. We can, we can uh, love each other yes. uh, and our Judeo Christian roots and celebrate the fact that, um, you know, like we're, we're the branch that came out of Judaism. We, we came from the Jewish matriarchs and patriarchs and without the Jewish people, we would have nothing. Correct. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I love Israel and the Jewish people. I honor them. I, uh, hope that the, 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 the breach that it does exist between Christians and Jews because of, you know, a horrible history that even in our lifetime, Mm -hmm. if we can bridge, you know, if that gap becomes, less and less and less and um and we start um healing uh wounds and sort of tragedy that has existed um it's it's sort of my life mission well i'm great grateful for you sharing that and it's just can't be underscored enough with you and people like you helping to to breach heal that rift um we're doing it we are every day. There's a little bit more and a little bit more. And in our lifetime, it's happening. It's hard to plot out <laughs> over, over years and decades, but it is happening and it's amazing. And, and I'm so grateful for you sharing your heart about Israel and the Jewish people, but also how God's work through you, um, affirming your faith, performing these incredible miracles. Um, and, and I, and I believe that that's inspiring to Jews and Christians who are, who are listening. So Julie, um, it's always a pleasure, of course, to get to see you, to be together. And I'm glad we had that opportunity. And, and I'm really glad we had that opportunity now to record this and, and be able to share it with so many other people. Thank you. It's my great honor and pleasure as well. If you've stayed with us this long, you deserve a reward. Beginning this year, the Genesis 123 Foundation is offering a special gift each month we'll be giving away a special volume from Jonathan's bookshelf. Please go to Inspiration from Zion social media and like and follow us. When you comment and share the link to this program, we will select one winner at random. This month, we're excited to offer you a special volume about Israel that's going to enrich and widen your understanding of the land and the people. We're grateful that this podcast is sponsored by our friends at the Willow Run Greenhouse in Culpeper, Virginia. If you're in the area and need something that a greenhouse has, please pop in or just go by and say hi and thank them 
for helping make programs and conversations like this possible. Also, thank you to the Coin family as well for their meaningful sponsorship. Inspiration from Zion and all the Genesis 123 Foundation programs are made possible by donations. So please consider joining us to help continue the dialogue and build bridges. This episode is sponsored by a very dear Christian friend, another Christian friend who is choosing to do so anonymously, but loves these conversations specifically as I have uh, dialogues about why Christians feel that Israel is so important. And I'm grateful. I wish I could say who, who the person is, but in modesty, they want to be anonymous. However, if you'd like to sponsor a future episode in honor or memory of a loved one or a special occasion or a topic that's coming up in one of our programs, please be in touch with us at inspirationfromzion at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your comments as part of a dialogue and invite you to send any questions as well, especially questions you have about traditional Judaism for our Ask the Rabbi program. Please share this with others who will also find it of interest and continue to join us right here as we bring you more meaningful conversations about unique topics relating to Israel that you won't hear anywhere else. Wherever you are in the world, I pray that you and your loved ones are safe and healthy and send my blessings from right here in the Judean mountains. God bless you. Hallelujah.